Dropping the hammer. No, you're not. And welcome back to Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. Uh, we we have a we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, not, nothing huge to talk about really, but a lot. Uh, and with with me. As always, is my good friend James Crow uh, in the co-host slot, and joining us again. And professional at technical difficulties today, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us again for the first time since I believe April is Daryl Kinsey Jr. and Phil Spain. Welcome back, guys. Hey, everybody! It's good to be back. Yeah, great to be back. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll just lead, lead off with the big news: the McDonald's curse is over. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is great. I, I'm so happy for Ronald Grimace, the hamburger. Uh, yeah, let me let me tell you guys. I'm loving it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, McDonald, that McDonald's curse after basically a quarter of a century uh, it came to a conclusion on Monday around 4:27 p.m. in the afternoon in in Talladega Super Speedway, um, you know it, it it was ended by uh, some guy named Bubba Wallace. Let, let, um, let, me, let me do it. Let me do it. Um, this is the new tagline with their new marketing plan. Bubba Wallace won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for just break, breaking that bottle open, breaking breaking the seal, Crow. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Bubba Wallace is now a NASCAR Cup Series winner. Uh, 2311 Racing has won a race in the NASCAR Cup Series at Talladega Super Speedway. Um, the McDonald's curse is over. <laughs> that's pretty, that's really the important news, guys, right? I mean, come on, the McDonald's curse, like, I mean, come on, uh, but no, <laughs> but seriously, I'm really uh, hoping it would be Ross Chastain to do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, but I think it also technically the Booty Barker curse is over because that guy had been <laughs> O for a while too. Yeah. 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 He had the Michael Waltrip thing going on. Yeah, he did. Yeah. O for yeah. like 43 or something. But yeah, uh, Bubba Wallace is now the second black driver to win at NASCAR's top level. Uh, the first since Wendell Scott in 1963. Uh, and I wanted to have two really good friends of the show back on to talk about this huge moment for the sport, uh, Daryl and Phil. So I guess like, where are you guys at? We're, 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 it's Wednesday. We're two days removed. What, what's, what's this moment feel like for you two? Let's we'll, we'll start with you, Daryl. Well, not alcohol related, but I think I'm finally starting to come down uh, from the high. I know most of the 2311 still struggling to get into work today. I think, I think they were talking about, they had, two days of celebration, but man, it felt so freaking good on Monday to hear that announcement and see that team start celebrating. I started doing laps around my own house when I heard <laughs> that Bubba had won and I was listening. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but I was actually in the car listening um, to the race. And when I got home and they said it had stopped and I, I just tweeted out, Dump the entire Gulf of Mexico on this track if you have to. <laughs> Just end it right now. I don't even want to think about if this thing is going to go back green. Bill? Yeah, um, I was at work, so I was 
one, trying to keep quiet. Basically, I was over in the corner. I had the scanner on and I had it playing basically as a background app on my computer at work. And uh, I just know when they went to the red flag, I was like, let me turn on the official station. And then that was quiet for like a good 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm sitting there, I'm pacing and, you know, tapping my fingers, checking Twitter, see if anybody else knows anything that quick. And then when they, uh, you know, finally set it over the radio, I just, I started clapping. I was, I, I think I was more, I was probably about just as excited as, uh, uh, who was it? Marfa Jarrett when Dale won the uh, 93 500. Oh, God. I, I didn't want to look. I didn't want to. I didn't want to hear nothing until I heard it officially. So, uh, but it was just incredible. Uh, it was just a high. It just felt like a high that couldn't come down off of. Uh, I think today I finally like was able to work and feel like I didn't have to stop every five minutes you know to pinch myself about the whole thing so yeah I See, for, for me my, my experience was slightly tainted by me standing up in celebration in my office and trying to give an air high five to my coworker who was also watching the race who failed to notice me and so I've just been thinking about that for the last uh, <laughs> couple of days <laughs> Were you just standing there with your hand up like for an extended period of time? Like, yeah, and then hey, and, left, Hank. hey, and then my team and then my teammate comes over. And he's like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> uh, I'm just stretching my hand. You can't get left hanging on the air five, man. But that, I, I, I don't. I'm not sure how much time transpired from the time the cars pulled onto pit road till time. NASCAR declared it. I, I, it felt like it was like half hour, maybe something like that. Um, but yeah, I was sitting there with the the app, the scanner app open or whatever on my phone, and every time the official ch- channel would crackle the lives, like, oh, oh, is this it? And then it's like, uh, yeah, turn two, just uh, can you, speed it up a little bit. Uh, all right, all right, thank you. Uh, and this is like, uh, air titans. Uh, we're gonna send you back out. Uh, and I'm like, no, no, don't send the titans out there, just, <laughs> just send the little one that doesn't do much of anything, you know. Now, yes, yes, there's plenty of jet dryers out there. Please don't send the titan out there. And they had them lined up, and I'm like, all right, let's ever like, have to race for this one. So I went off and started, you know, doing some other, you know, cleaning up so I didn't have to worry about anything but watching the race when it came back on so and I, while i'm doing i'm just refreshing twitter refreshing twitter refreshing twitter still waiting to hear some sort of announcement that this thing is over and you're just waiting it, you said it was like half an hour and i swear felt, this was the longest like rain delay like i can ever remember it felt like forever like uh-huh. it, it, it it's a, it is a playoff race so you, you know NASCAR wants to make every effort to, to get in the race in, but it just everyone knew <laughs> like it, this is not going away, and it yeah. never did. It just kept raining and raining and raining. Yeah, one um, point they did cut to like the jet trucks, and um, it it just looked like they were just trying to push a lake around, like <laughs> like it was just like standing water, and they're just driving past the standing water, and and like in the back you can just see it like kind of go back in place. <laughs> 
So I really wonder how much of that, I think you tweeted this, Daniel. I wonder how much of that was them just trying to say, look, we're making a decent effort at this so that people don't try to say it. I mean, people still said it anyway, yeah. um, that the race was rigged, but they're out there at least giving it a try. But we knew between the sunlight at the time, even if they did get it dry, they might get 10 more laps because it was what? 3.30 their time takes two hours to drive that place. So it wouldn't have been until 5.15 their time to even start the race again anyway. We saw how dark it got at yeah. the Xfinity Series race. So honestly, it was over when it rained the second time, but they had to make the try at it just to say we made every effort to go back green, even though it was done. But yeah, I mean, it, it was when it, but when it happened, it, when they finally called it, it, it just like felt like someone had popped the cork and, yes. and seeing, seeing Bubba's reaction on his pit box. That, that was really, really cool. Like, I can't imagine what that's, what was like going through his, you know, head during that final, you know, 20 minute wait. Um, it's just it had to be excruciating. Um just but you know like when you start seeing like other drivers putting on their civvies um and and like i think i think this is it <laughs> so um, yeah. of course you say you say that and like he he's sitting there with that same like goofball charm of dylan Earnhardt jr the whole time like uh-huh. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he's just that low lovable guy you know yeah, he, was he had like, that smile I- on but i know it was all the emotions inside yeah. it, if uh-huh. we could feel it and like Everybody in Bubba Nation on Twitter could feel it. I don't even want to know what he was feeling like. Yeah, because it was funny, like you were saying about all of the other drivers starting to switch into their regular clothes. Like Chase Briscoe came up to him, and he was already in shorts and a uh, and a, a rain jacket. I think I was like, "What did you not? Think? I think you knew before most anybody else did that we weren't." Going back <laughs> so. I mean, there was a point in the broadcast where it looked like there was just about a, a line of drivers coming to pat him on the back. <laughs> they're yeah. like, "Yeah, you know, we're not going back racing." Yeah, I'm trying to I, figure I out these the... guys are getting undressed so fast. Like, do they get <laughs> out of the car and just jump into their civvies? Like, they just rip, they just rip the fire suits off, like the tearaway <laughs> warm-up clothes in the NBA. There's Briscoe already in civvies uh, ready uh, to go home. Yeah, so like. The, the final 15 lap 15 laps or how many laps were under green before it started raining were very entertaining uh they were they were racing like it was they were racing towards the checkered flag uh they mm-hmm. i think with that rain coming I, I wish there was some sort of pill you could just get give each drug race like it's about to rain all race long um <laughs> that that's that that that's that's what we got um and i i believe on that final restart bubba restarted like 15th somewhere somewhere in there um, I, think in tw- I, I read 20th but of the yeah it was somewhere around that i think because yeah he was in that 15 to 20 range they were just hanging out trying to save fuel i believe sarah had on twitter good friends of Phil's and I interact with her as well. She basically gave a complete breakdown of that whole series of events. They were trying to save fuel. And then after that uh, caution, when they went back green, they were like, all right, go. So right. he was back there in that 15 to 20 range. And he, yeah. He, because he, I remember I, I, 
I can remember. I know they kept saying we're going to top off with one to go, and then one to go kept moving back with whatever they were going to do. But no matter what, uh, Freddie would ask uh, would ask Booty, you know, hey, do you want to, you know, you still want to top off? He's like, yeah, we'll bring him in, one to go. And sure enough, he would come in, and then, like I said, they let the reins go. They told him, go to the front, you know, and do what you can. And he, 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 Bubba was, had that third lane up high working uh, with future teammate Kurt Bush on his bumper, uh, give, giving him a friendly push towards the front. And he, you know, he dives down, I think, in front of Stenhouse um, in that second lane. And then uh, I, I don't remember how he got, got actually to the lead, but he, he gets to the lead. And then he has Brad Kozlowski on his bumper. Brad Kozlowski, who's tied for Dale her Jr. for the second most Talladega wins in the Cup Series. So that's and, – and Joey Logano, who has multiple tag, Talladega wins. So you, you've got ro- Super Speedway aces hounding you uh, coming down to, like, you know, five laps to go. Uh, and Brad makes, like, one, one mighty effort to slip underneath Bubba on the inside going into – think turn one uh but Bubba shuts the door and that was pretty much it and uh then I think like the next lap is when you have that wreck going into turn three and that was it um so so what you you guys weren't able to watch when it when it was happening so what what, what was it like for you guys to listen to that charge uh as he's fending off people left and right um, which we, we talked about this in April. Like we, we talked about how Bubba was good at getting to the front. It was just staying there that was a problem at Super Speedways. Problem solved. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, 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 he was mastering those those two rows behind him like he's been doing it for a decade. Um, so what, what was it like for you guys listening to that charge? Honestly, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I've heard and seen this situation before where Bubba gets up front. He leads for a little bit, gets a little too aggressive, blocking the lanes, and then he ends up getting shuffled back. But I'm listening to it, you know, through the MRN call, who's doing a great job, by the way. He's He was really playing the lanes, as you said, like someone that's been doing this for 10 years. He was able to slow down the runs. He kept the Penske duo of Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano, a strong duo, if there ever is one, in the Cup Series at these type of races, he kept them behind him, and he kept that whole field pretty much in check that entire final run. And I was really impressed, and I was feeling, okay, coming down to the end of this race, Bubba might have a good shot at this. And at that point, I'm driving, I'm just saying, please start raining, please start raining. Please start raining. Please start raining. Something happened because I just didn't want him to end up that other shoe drop. He gets shuffled out to like 15th to 20th, and then the rain comes yeah. down. I was like, oh, not again. But thankfully, yeah. it didn't happen this time. He held on to the spot, and then the wreck happens behind them, and then the rest is history. You know, what about you? Yeah. Um, well, for me, see, Daryl at least had the uh, MRN call on. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I was listening to the scanner. So okay. with me okay. listening to the scanner and having the NBC Sports app, 
the app is behind probably about almost, I want to say about 45 seconds to a minute from the, uh, you know, from the radio and everything. Um, and just hearing Freddie, you know, Freddie Kraft on there, you know, check up, check up, do this, you know, go down, you know, block, come up, block, you know, all of that. I'm like, oh, please just don't get them sent. <laughs> and, you know, just I, I like Daryl said, I was really waiting for the other shoe to drop because, you know, he's had that thing where, you know, he'll get up front, but, you know, he'll either lose teammates or, you know, somebody's not behind him and, you know, he'll lose it and get shuffled to the back. But, you know, I, I think he was determined this time, especially after uh, Daytona and, uh, uh, you know, early uh, a few weeks ago uh, that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to give it up. You know, even if he wasn't a part of the playoffs, he still wasn't going to give it up. And I, I like, and then, like once the waiting began, I appreciate my former colleagues at NBC Sports who, you know, are aware of the gravity of what's about to happen. Um, they, they pretty much stuck with the coverage and kept, kept a camera on Bubba for wherever, wherever he was all the way up until he got onto that, that pit box and, you know, the waiting continued um, because, like, you need to have this documented. You need to be having that moment go out live um even though it's on a monday afternoon and people are are unfortunately at work you you need to have you need to document it um and you know i think i saw a ratings thing where 1.1 million was where uh was the high rating for for this race um so that's about how many people were watching when it was declared and then uh they finally uh nbc finally talked to bubba on, on as he as he's walking back down pit road nbc finally uh talk to him and here's what he here's what he said Marty Rick yeah he was walking to the car because he wanted to have a moment of climbing out of his car in essence as a winner congratulations to you but I want to know what emotions you were thinking of tears immediately when you found out what emotions were going through your mind as you were waiting for an official announcement from NASCAR <laughs> part of me is you know sitting there waiting you know it's not over with you know um, just sit there, bide our time. If we go back racing, that's fine. Let's put ourselves in position. But he had so many cool fans behind us at the pit box just cheering for it to rain, so it kind of amped up the intensity a little bit. But, man, just so proud of, of uh, everybody at 2311. New team coming in, getting a win late in the season. Reminds me of uh, kind of 2013. Waited so long to get that first truck win. Um, I know a lot of history was made today, I believe, uh, which is really cool, but it's about my guys. It's about our team. It's about what we've done. Appreciate Michael Jordan. Appreciate Denny for believing in me, giving an opportunity. Um, like we talked, it's pretty fitting that it comes here at Talladega. I want to know what it means to you, the second African-American, first since Wendell Scott, to get to victory lane at this level. Yeah, I never uh, I never think about those things. And when you when you say it like that, it <laughs> it's obviously brings a lot of emotion, a lot of joy to my family, fans, uh, friends. It's pretty damn cool. So. Just proud to be a winner in the Cup Series. The significance of doing it here, it's almost appropriate, isn't it, Bubba? You told me last year here, a low point for you to get the first win here, significant? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, this is all those kids out there that want to have an opportunity and whatever they want to achieve and be the best at what they want to do. And you're going to go through a lot of um, But you always got to stick true to your, your, your path and, and not let the, the nonsense get to you. And uh, stay strong, stay humble, stay hungry. 
Uh, there's been plenty of times where I wanted to give up, and you surround yourself with the right people, and it's moments like this that you appreciate. Bubba, there's a lot of people in this garage area and a lot of people around the world that are very proud of you right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Bubba Woo! Wallace. The emotion, his friend Ryan Blaney coming in with a water bath there, and you can hear the emotion in his voice, and you saw it in his tears as well, Rick. Well, I, I felt that. That oh, go ahead, Phil. No, well, you got it, Daryl. You got it. I I really felt that second part when he spoke about that. This is all about you know all for the kids, you know, people that watch this sport. You know, as an African American, Phil and I both know there haven't been a lot of people that look like me or him in this series at all, or in racing really that much. You you don't get a lot of. African-American participation for a variety of factors, but you know, cars going around in a circle really, really fast doesn't really have a racial component to it. So you stick in the sport, you watch it. And you really hope one day you'll see someone that looks like you and every now and then somebody would pop up, but the funding wasn't there or, you know, they get with a team that's not, you know, fly by wire operation. They don't do that much and they come up and then they disappear. Um, Bill Lester, you know, great driver in sports cars, you know, came to NASCAR. Perfect example. Didn't really go that well. Didn't really have a lot of opportunity to succeed. So you, you really don't expect to see us, you know, at the front of the grid. You, you really think about it and you're like, man, it'd be great to see a, a black guy win one of these races one day. And then when Bubba came up and started winning, you know, truck series races, had that great statistical season in Xfinity before Roush shut down. Then he goes to cup and I'm like, maybe it'll happen this time. But as the years go on, he kind of resigned himself to, okay, if he has a solid career. It might be okay. But today was just, or Monday, sorry, was just a, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. It finally happened type moment. And just, all that emotion comes out. You see him celebrating. You see everyone uh, shaking his hand. You, you hear about him talking to his mom and just basically nothing but tears between him and his mother. It, it was exciting. I, I loved it. I, I don't know when the next one's going to come, but this this day is that Monday is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Phil? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the same thing you know I, I just I know when I heard uh, him talk to uh, NBC right after you know what well what we just played um, I know I was at my desk crying a little bit but I, and I will say I cried because it was the emotion of everything and thinking about where where everything happened you know it was fitting that it was Talladega you know everything he went through last year and it was just I was overcome with emotion one for that two for you know like he said and like Daryl said about the uh you know when me and him were growing up we didn't have a lot of guys that looked like us and you know you would go looking for them and they, you know, were either there or they didn't get all the opportunities. And, you know, it took me forever to find out about guys like, uh, you know, Willie T. Ribs, uh, you know, Bill Lester, and even about Wendell Scott. You know, I just always would hear that, oh, Wendell Scott was the first black driver, but you never really heard the story of what happened with that race. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, just the emotion of his family, you know, thinking of Wendell's family and how sweet that had to be for them, you know, and this being in the same year that, you know, he was finally given that trophy that yeah. he earned. And it, it was just a powerful moment. And I think, you know, maybe the weekend as a whole, you know, like I said, that was the first time we've had three, you know. First time winners, yeah. Yeah, three first time winners. You know, maybe this is another one of those. And, you know, I, I'm sure some people will say something about it, but I don't care. But, you know, maybe this is another November 92 moment, you know, where it feels like the sport is on its way to changing, you know, where the little guy, like, I mean, and I know it's a plate race, you know, uh, it's a plate race track, but. You know, maybe this is the time when the little guy, you know, shows that they can hang with everything too. So, but just for the the sheer aspect of for Bubba, it was it was the full gauntlet of emotion. You know, I cried tears of joy, I cried tears of happiness. Then I got like, I don't know. I guess I got excited got a little nervous and then after I got nervous I was like nah this is real once he passed tech I was like this is real it's in it's in <laughs> oh the book God, I forgot about that and you like I oh I if he had whatever reason if that car had failed tech oh yeah my yeah. Oh, man, I don't know what I I don't know what I would have done I, I think I would have deleted my Twitter um <laughs> Ah, let me see. And, or I probably would have changed professions on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. I said I was a... This is now a, a field hockey Twitter account? Yes, yes. Yep. This is a field hockey Twitter account. I would have to go dormant because I think anything anything I would have said at that point would have got me uh, go, put yeah. to Twitter jail for the second time. Um, uh, I, actually uh, got put in, I got put in Twitter jail once before, but it wasn't anything bad. It was back when Twitter... You know, it wasn't what it was now. And I actually got blocked for posting too much because I was live tweeting a race before that became a thing. And they actually put me in Twitter jail for like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, I, 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 got, mm -hmm. I got the 12 hour ban one time. And that was because I jokingly said I was going to hit somebody with a chair. And <laughs> next thing, yeah. And next thing I know, the thing pops up on the screen. You've been blocked for, for posting for 12 hours. One, you have to delete the tweet too now you have to wait 12 hours i'm like but i deleted the tweet and i didn't even mean it <laughs> clearly that was the day when i came back i posted that uh gif of uh tupac walking out of the courtroom <laughs> well like if they thought i was being bad then uh it's gonna be worse now. clearly whoever um developed the uh the content algorithm is not a wrestling fan mm -hmm. no <laughs> okay so like it just in the immediate aftermath of bubba walls winning this race um for me like personally I, I i would argue that this is the most significant single race win for nascar since dale jr won the july pepsi 400 um that that's just my personal view of the magnitude the importance of this moment for the sport um other people might come up with different suggestions but that for me personally i don't think there's been any single 
win between those two races that's meant more for the sport at any specific moment um, in time in the last 20 years. Uh, where, where do you guys think this moment is on the spectrum for NASCAR right now? You know what? I think it's I, a bit. Okay. No, after you. No, after you. I was gonna say that that's a fair assessment. I would say because thinking back, you know, if you look at that old one Daytona race, that was you know NASCAR's first time back at Daytona since Dale Senior's passing. You know, Dale Junior's first trip back there, um, and you know people were had eyes on it and I think in a way you feel the same way about Talladega I felt like that the first time he went back to Talladega um where you know it had been almost a year since everything had happened with the uh you know garage incident Mm -hmm. and you know I knew Bubba was going to be watched a little bit and what I felt then was like for the wrong reason but you know, then for him to go out and win it, you know, and then, you know, you already got people with the conspiracy theory talk, but then again, if you think about it, there, there's conspiracy. There, yeah. There was conspiracy talk after that race. So mm-hmm. yeah, apparently yeah. NASCAR, apparently NASCAR just has a weather machine that can make it rain at specifically that time, mm. but they <laughs> never broke it out at any time to help Dale Jr. or Chase Elliott or anybody yeah. else for that matter, just to de- just on Monday, they brought that out. Oh, he's got to take the checkered flag. No, no, he doesn't. He no. Chase Elliott didn't take the checkered flag earlier this year. So, yeah, at Coda, that wash out there. Oh goodness. <laughs> but anyway, Daryl, for for you, where, where, where where's this this race on the spectrum for NASCAR? In your opinion, I'll go one step higher. I. I truly believe this is the most significant win of, I, I, I don't want to say modern era because we're so, this is such a radically different time now for NASCAR, but this is the most significant win of the new generation of NASCAR. Just look at everything that, are just around Bubba, him becoming the face of the societal change that the sport is trying to make. Like Phil said, everything with the noose situation, which, yes, people, it was a noose. No, he did not see it. Stop saying that. Someone else saw it. But everything around that, just the expectations that was then put on Bubba with this team with 2311, the struggles, if you want to call it that, of this season, which was basically stuff a new team goes through to break Mm -hmm. through to become the second African-American to ever win in the sport, to do it in such a public way. I mean, this race, he ended up getting interviewed by the Today Show. I haven't seen NASCAR. Okay. I haven't seen NASCAR on Today legitimately, I think maybe since the situation with Senior. That's the only thing I can really remember. Ryan Newman. Oh, yeah, Ryan Newman. When Ryan Newman almost died because usually when they – the only time the big media picks it up, it's when someone in our sport almost passes away. But 
just looking at from that day, the social media posts, CNN is talking about NASCAR, MSNBC posting about the race. You've got Nick, Sports Nick, Center as well talking yeah. about it. Yeah, All well, of these outside yeah. of motorsports news entities picked up and talked about this news. There's no way you can't say it's the most significant win of the modern era just from a NASCAR recognition point. And thank God it's for something positive this time because yeah. the last few times NASCAR has been in the public eye, it's been for less than good things, to be honest. Well, I mean, technically the last, I mean, when the, the Confederate flag was banned. Um, yeah. the, the, that flag. was good too. Then <laughs> from that. But, but then, yeah, but then, then, then Taldega happened. But yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, last year was weird because you have Ryan Newman surviving, then you have the Kyle Larson racial slur, then you have the ban of Confederate flag, and then you have Talladega. So you had just this whiplash of reasons why NASCAR was in the public eye last year. Um, but like, talk about now, like, yeah, the New York Times wrote about it, CNN, NPR. Uh, this, this does not happen. Um, like, on, on the post race Zoom, press conference for Bubba on Monday Monday there was six it maxed out at like 68 people were in were, were in it that's not Goodness. normal the, the the it's more like 20 maybe 30 uh after any, any given yeah I've been in a couple of those zooms before it's in that 20 to 30 range and that's of the people that are in there folks that are participating usually a lot less than that yeah oh yeah uh but yeah it it, it doubled that um so Yes, I, when Bubba was on SportsCenter, I was like, oh, yay, the, the worldwide leader in sports is get, actually paying attention to something. Um, so that was, that was great. Um, but, like, mo- like when, you, when you say modern NASCAR, Daryl, do you mean, like, the 21st century spe- specifically? or We'll go with 21st century to be specific. Okay. You know, going back to, like, 1979, it's a whole different – generation yeah. so for this modern era with this you know the first 20 years of this new millennium this is the most you know significant win okay for, for my money in my in my opinion um the potential for the, this win to have an impact on the growth of the sport could it might not be equal because again it, it's been a very long time um but yes i, I want to see like how it could compare to Jeff Gordon winning the Brickyard 400 in 1994 and how that just catapulted, you know, broke, broke the, the, the ceiling uh, for, for NASCAR in the mid nineties. Um, I feel like these two could be measurable. Uh, again, it's we're, we're in the immediate ma- aftermath um, of it. So who knows, but I think if you're ever going to have a barometer for what someone's, an early win. I mean, that because the Brickyard, that was Gordon's second win after, after the Coke 600. Um, I, I, but I feel like that might be the barometer for this win. Um, but I, d- I don't know when we'll be able to really know that. But um, I'm excited to find out. Um, because yeah, I don't know. I was like, I know, uh, I, I, I know I read this. I can't pull it up. Maybe one of you guys know. Um, I believe this is the first team to win a race in their first year since like Hendrick and 80. Second, second, yeah. second, yeah, second team. Sec- 
second team. I I I actually yeah initially tweeted that um it was they're the first, but Spire Motorsports oh, was was right. in their first okay. year in 2019 when Justin yeah. Haley uh, won Daytona. But yeah, it's only been done twice since 1984 with Hendrick Motorsports when Jeffrey Bodine uh, won at Martinsville. So that I mean that alone, uh, and they didn't. <laughs> Thank, oh yeah, they, they they did win because of rain, but J- Justin Haley's win was fluke. That that's we we yeah. stayed out of the pits when everyone else yeah, headed. Yeah. There was a lightning strike, and then it started raining. Um, but no, Bo Wallace stormed to the front, took the lead of his own merit. Uh, so it, it's it's I think it's a little bit different than Justin Haley's Inspire Motorsports. Um, like Michael Jordan is a NASCAR race winning team owner now like that i i can't believe that's a sentence i'm saying um that's a weird stat now (laughs) it is it is think of all the former athletes from other sports who have uh had money in on nascar teams in the last 30 years uh it, it i'm pretty sure like the only people who can say they've won Michael Jordan and Brad Dowdery. I think that's it. Like, well, does Joe Gibbs count? Athlete, former athlete. He's a coach. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of well, any other athletes that really had a team Dan, that got Dan, that successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, Dan Marino uh, was Dan Marino was ha, had some skin in the game at some point. Yeah. Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach had Hall of Fame racing for like a year. Um, strange name. <laughs> What that name was? I actually like that name. Oh. It just the Hall team never did anything. No, yeah. it didn't. When but you set I mean, your name expectations so high, like it's you know, like you know, like well, front row well, motorsports. Well, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that front row motorsports. Maybe um, one top ten motorsports. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> top ten motorsports. <laughs> set our sights high, but not too high. Yeah, but like that. But I just I can't. Like you guys, um, I don't know if you read the column I, I wrote a couple months ago about how Bubba and Chase Elliott are are the, are the faces of NASCAR. With Bubba being the out outward pointing face, and Chase Elliott being the innerward uh, for, for inside the bubble, he's the face. Um, but that's I mean that's really been on display really this week when, when Chase Elliott won. He wasn't getting this attention despite being the son of Elliot and the successor to Jeff Gordon, Dale Arnold Jr., whatever. But Bubba is. Um, and it's, it, they, Denny Hamlin, you know, announced on Twitter a couple weeks ago that they had just wrapped filming on the Netflix document, document uh-huh. documentary. And that's- Oh, Netflix said. was- Oh, they're- Netflix they're, they're, was- They're going to do some They're punching shoes. air right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're, well, they're, I told you to wait. Post credit scene. The yeah. post credit scene. <laughs> there, there will be pickup shoots. The, uh, the, you you can't roll out that documentary. They have to, right? You, you can't uh, roll out that documentary series in January. I think Denny might have said. Can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah look, I'm telling you, Samuel L. Jackson's going to show up at the end in a post credit scene. He's going to narrate it. <laughs> Welcome us to the uh, NASCAR multiverse. but so guys as like you guys have already addressed it so like 
uh, as black men, what does Bubba Wallace's win mean for the future of this sport within your I think it's going to go a long way to helping African-Americans get into the sport. I think, you know, having the black guy there is, you know, step one. And Bubba's been here for the last few years. To be honest, he wasn't on a team that was really capable of giving good finishes. Let's call a spade a spade. You know, Richard Petty Motorsports was great for giving Bubba his start, but that team hasn't had a lot of funding for a long time. So to expect anything out of that team was you know, maybe unrealistic for a lot of us. Now he's with 2311. He's got the JGR backing. How much that will matter with the new car, we'll, uh, we'll see when it, it starts racing next year, but they're still going to have the JGR engines. Now he's won a race. Now people are going to start paying attention. How much more he keeps winning is going to be the key because if he starts rattling off win after win after win after win, Folks are going to start taking notice. Now, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to win again this year. You know, we'll see. But well, next I, if year, I, if, if I'm putting money on any track, it's Martinsville. Mm, yeah. I think so too, because he's really good. He's really good there. He was really yeah. good there in the trucks. He's been really good at short tracks in general. So it could be Martinsville. But if they can get that team next year to where they're running top 10, top five consistently, pop off a couple of wins, even get into the playoffs, become the first African-American to do that, our community is really going to sit up and take notice. And they've already started taking notice when he started speaking out for Black issues. So mm. it's already begun. It's just going to keep building. The rate of it building is going to depend on how much he wins going forward. Yeah, and, and and I feel like, like Daryl says, if he keeps winning, it's going to be, you know, we'll get more people getting into it. But even if, you know, it, it takes him another season, maybe if, you know, 2023, you know, he gets another win, that's fine. But if he's doing well, you know, every race from, I guess, you know, here on out, you know, you're going to start and you're going to start seeing and you're seeing it now, you know, I mean, on Twitter. I'm getting more and more African-American followers that are getting in the NASCAR or, you know, they want to get in. And, you know, and it's just like my friend group, when I was growing up, a lot of them would ask me all the time. They're like, why do you like NASCAR? It's just cars going left. And I would tell them, well, they go right every once in a while too, but. um, (laughs) Now they do it for like a fourth of the season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, but uh, but now they're like, oh, man, maybe we can go to a NASCAR race. And I'm like, sure, you want to do that? Because, you know, a couple of years ago, this was just cars going around in a circle. But I'm happy to see people getting into it. You know, mm-hmm. my parents, you know, they never once questioned it. When they found out that I like NASCAR, they were like, oh, well, OK, you know, we'll buy you toys. We'll buy you, you know, we'll, we'll take you to races when we can afford to. And, you know the first person I called when this happened, you know, when it happened, I called my dad. Well, I text, yeah, I texted my mom first and I let her know. I said, cause she was, uh, she works from home, you know, still with COVID. And, uh, I told her, I said, turn on, you know, NBC sports network, you know, I think Bubba's going to get ready to do it. And, uh, you know, she turned it on. And then after the race and after I got out of work, I called my dad and I told him, I said, Bubba did it. 
because every week he would ask me, you know, how's Bubba doing? You know, is Bubba in this race or, you know, and that was even as far back when he was driving for uh, Richard Petty. You know, I told him I would say, hey, you know, they got a African-American driver, you know, check that out, you know. And, uh, you know, my dad was the is is the person that took me to my first race. So that it meant a lot to share that with him and hear him be just as happy. So, um, but as far as it goes for, you know, the African-American community, I think, you know, we still got a long way to go. You know, we still have to get that stigma out of there. You know, we didn't do ourselves any favor with the uh, stuff Saturday night during Brandon's win. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, uh, from there, you know, it's just, we, we just have to understand. And I think the African-American community will get it that, most of the people, and it's a saying that, you know, people have always said, you know, those who mind, you know, I think it's those who mind don't matter. So, you know, from here on out, if, you know, you see somebody saying something like, oh, you know, it wasn't a real win, you know, hey, look, it's in the book. You can't take that off of it. You can't take it off the page now. So many, yeah. many, many NASCAR Hall of Famers have won races due to range shortage. Uh-huh. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s final win was yep. rain. Um, uh-huh. I don't think anybody was complaining about that, um, yep. except that whoever finished second, maybe fans of that guy. Um, uh-huh. So, Tori Logano's first win was because of rain. Was ironically it? oh yeah yeah new yeah, hampshire that was a strategy it. play they stayed out and jeff gordon ended up second in that race that's why i remember it i'm still mad about it there, yeah. it, there <laughs> <you> go <laughs> nobody holds grudges like nascar fans <laughs> <laughs> i'm still mad at david rudiman for what happened at martinsville okay so we hold grudges <laughs> Dave, what, what happened at martinsville david rudiman yeah. Oh God, that's not even good. <laughs> David, like Still the only time, da- the only time David Rubin name name gets brought up is when his first win was rain shortened at Co- the Coca Cola Six Hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't that get like spread out over two days though? Because it like that race was a- on Sunday. Oh my yeah. gosh, it was so much rain that weekend. Like it, it was supposed to go on Sunday. I don't think they even got started. It was supposed to race on Monday, got rain delayed. They eventually started running until the time for the moment of silence that Barack Obama had announced for Memorial Day. And then all of a sudden that became a thing, by the way. I'm not going to get into that. They tried to go back racing after that, and it just dumps down for like four more hours. And then they just said, okay, Rudiman wins. We're going home. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't remember the circumstances around that win. So. Yeah, I have a bunch of grievances with NASCAR. I still have to air out. Uh, you know, like you, they say, the, are you, the, are you gonna, about to bring out a list, Phil, like in like yes, a parchment yes. of paper and go, whoosh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go get the metal pole and we can have an early Festivus. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the feats of strength, Daniel. I, I don't understand <laughs> Seinfeld references. Youngins. Well, you knew that was a Seinfeld reference, though. So how do you? Well, I, I knew the I knew the first part of it was a Seinfeld reference. I didn't understand the rest of it. Uh, so, 
anyway. Festivus was a whole thing. It was wild. I remember that episode. 